0: Hi, this is Cameron.
1: And I'm Jorge Luis.
0: And today we're going to look at a little bit of what's happening in Ecuador in the news and then look about how we develop ministry sites.
1: We want to share all these things with you, and let's start now.
0: HopeCast. Learning about the life and mission of education equals hope. Welcome to the Education Will's Hope Hopecast. I'm Cameron Graham Vivanco.
1: And I am Jorge Luis Rodriguez.
0: I'm the co-founder of Education Will's Hope and the director of the program here in Ecuador.
1: And I am the coordinator of teams and training for Equals Age in Ecuador as well.
0: Education Will's Hope exists to provide for the education of students in desperate and difficult situations.
1: And our uh, purpose for this podcast is to keep all of our dear dear listeners, supporters, and friends in ministry all over the world informed us to what is happening with Equals H here in Ecuador.
0: Because we cannot do it without you. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being a part of it. Um, Today's podcast, we are going to kind of double down on that desperate and difficult situation, (laughs) coming at it from two different sides. So um, in podcast etiquette, um, etiquette kind of tells us that we never really want to record ahead of time mm-hmm. or uh, date stamp our podcast when you're recording it, not on the day you're releasing it, because you really want it to be, you want it to feel live. Um, and there are times that we ha- have been able to record a podcast and drop it within two or three days. And there are times that we work way ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is one of the times that we're working a little bit ahead. And so today is January 18th, mm-hmm. 2024. Yes,
1: 2024.
0: <laughs> um, but this podcast will actually drop on January 29th. So that's 11 days from now, those mm-hmm. of you who are good at math. <laughs> Um, and I say that and I go into the explanation because who knows what's going to happen over the next 11 days, but Ecuador Mm. has been in the news recently.
1: (laughs) Yeah. All over the news recently.
0: All over the news, uh, internationally, it is sometimes, um, uh, good to be in international news and sometimes it's not great to be in international news. And, and this particular time, it really, it's, it's not the best. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't love, I love uh, and appreciate the friends and family that have called and texted and emailed to say, hey, Cameron, are you okay? And so we just want to take a minute on this podcast, podcast <laughs> to say, yes, yes, praise God. Yes, we are okay.
1: Yeah. Thank God we are Okay. The country is facing a very hard uh, period of time. We don't know when it's going to stop. But one of the main reasons for us to be able to express and communicate what is going on right now is just so. Uh, we can actually attend what you're saying, Cameron. Many people is hearing this from the international media. And they they don't truly know what's going on.
0: And it's one of those times, um, I've gone through this with many strikes and Mm -hmm. civil uprisings and things like that. Um, (laughs) During
1: summer? With the teams (laughs) on the ground?
0: (laughs) No, I don't want to start twitching. That was miserable. Still shout out to EDUSC and, and that team. You know who you are. Um. And uh, Christchurch, Elizabeth City, but I'm not scarred, it's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is, except for that one case that you did right, bring right, up, right, right, that, right. Was, that was a big deal, <laughs> just because everything happened the night that they flew in. But all the other times that I have experienced civil unrest here, um, you see crazy pictures in the news, like crazy things, and uh, it's easy to imagine that all of Ecuador or all of Quito is looking like that. yeah. And I'm really, really thankful to say that that is not the case no. at, at all.
1: And I, I also want to say something that is very specific. When you see this in media, most of, the, of media, you know, international media, the way that they want to tell you the stories is by telling you the biggest part first. Yeah. Then explaining to you how it looks like. Mm-hmm. But when you guys see international media about Ecuador and you see – um, a picture, of you see some letters telling you about an, a specific way of civil unrest, just please know that that's just a, the biggest part or the most...
0: The most dramatic. The
1: most dramatic, yes, the most exaggerated part. In media, what they do is in order to communicate that and to make sure that this news actually get through.
0: They want they to kind make of an exaggerated.
1: impact. Yes, they exaggerate it. So... And that is what is important for us, that our people knows that we are okay mm-hmm. and that with the civil unrest that, that is going on, that we can recognize in the politic side of Ecuador, we can recognize that things are not okay. But we are also experiencing our daily life in a very regular way.
0: It is, keto feels 100% normal, except mm-hmm. for the one tiny detail that the schools are closed <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly, yes. And, and that when, when everything started, the city kind of like went crazy and upside down, not because crime was happening not in any, every corner. Not that
0: anything ha- had even happened in Quito at all, period.
1: Exactly. It was just
0: the, yes. the, the fear cloud.
1: Exactly. Everybody just freaked out. Mm-hmm. Because... We are seeing something that is going on, and it's bad, and we don't know how it's going to escalate. And people just get to the streets, try to get home as fast as they can, try to be safe, but they create more chaos. And Caroline um,
0: was able to put this in a in a context that most of our listeners will be able to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like it's preparing for a big snowstorm or a big hurricane. Like there's do- this doomsday forecast and you're going to, the snowpocalypse of whatever year. And just that sense of urgency of like, oh, I got to get to the store and I got to get bread milk and uh-huh. eggs uh-huh. and I got to get home. And yeah, that's a, that's a smart thing to do. But that kind of, that's, I don't want to say, this doesn't sound very compassionate, but kind of that self-inflicted anxiety right. of like, <gasps> When there's nothing happening at your grocery store, there's nothing happening in your neighborhood, there's nothing happening in your city. Because it's also not
1: not only you. It's you and a hundred other people also with the same feeling. Mm -hmm. So not being able to have your thoughts clear, it's understandable under some circumstances. But the fact that you don't do it also provokes for someone else to not do it. Mm -hmm. So there we are, like hundreds of us in the streets trying to figure out life. And we're just lost in creating chaos.
0: And so um, I have uh, – anyone who's listened to the podcast for a <laughs> amount of time knows that I know that online school is not my favorite. <laughs> we all
1: um, do. We all I've, do. I've,
0: I've, I've learned that. But I must have something else to learn about that because True. I'm back in this situation and I can – it's a heck of a lot better at 7, 9, and 11 than it was at 4, 6, and 8. Um, but it's – I mean it's still challenging and – you know the kids are ready to go back to school. They want to see their friends. They want to see their teachers. They want to do that. But I'm also just appreciative that the government is is taking the the safety of everyone mm-hmm. um, seriously. Mm-hmm. And and with that, we have um, team leaders have reached out and friends it's like, oh, should we still come? I a hundred million bazillion quadrillion <laughs> percent promise you. <laughs> That if we think it's not safe, uh-huh. we will tell you, no, you should not come. Exactly. But happily, we don't see that. We don't sense that. Our ministry sites aren't sensing that. Our ministry sites are are eager to have teams, um, acompañarles, and the word in English, is walk alongside, walk alongside. them. Um, not in a like, we don't care what happens to you, just come take care of us sort of way, but in a... Um, And this is kind of like transitions into the second half of what we want to talk about in the podcast today of ministry development. And we will have uh, Mr. Robbie Watson back on on the show Mm -hmm. um, to talk about community development um, during times of crisis. Uh, I've I've gone myself down a rabbit hole. I'm going to back up one little second. (laughs) I'm going to finish my thought that... Uh, We are moving ahead with vision teams, with spring teams, with summer teams. You just had an interview today for Mm -hmm. summer interns. We're moving 100% forward with all of that because we have no indications that it would be not safe. Mm-hmm. For anybody involved.
1: And the moment that we feel like it, we will communicate it and it would be very clear. Because we also want to make sure that in order to serve, we are safe. Exactly. We are never going to be... We want um, the
0: ministry sites yeah. to be safe.
1: We want us to be safe. We
0: want us who live here to be safe. And we everybody want any, that
1: participates.
0: Any visitor mm-hmm. to be safe. So we're looking at it from all three angles.
1: Yeah. And including like when we talk about people here being safe, it is you, me, Caroline... John, Rocio, everybody in the office, and also our collaborators. Because mm-hmm. there has been some moments where we we experience civil unrest, and we also don't want to, you know, put anyone in risk, including our bus drivers.
0: Oh, right. right? Exactly. Like, it,
1: that they are people that will take care of us however they can. They will they're protect amazing. us. You know, they're incredible, and we're so blessed by being able to work alongside them but yes if we feel that some part of this is in risk we'll just decide to not do it until we actually can do things in the regular and best way possible
0: absolutely because what we get to do is profoundly important and it is it, it it's the yapa it's absolutely. the it's the, the bonus. bonus of being able to live out our faith we can live out our faith in all sorts of ways and we get to do that through teams but there's no it, it's just not logical it makes no sense to put anybody at Mm -hmm. risk to do the work that we're doing. We're not frontline responders. We are are not relief. We are development. True. And so as we move forward in this process, um, it's so hard. Everyone has to make their own decisions. Mm -hmm. And it's so hard when your mom or your aunt or your next-door neighbor sends you the news article with this terrible picture and explanation of of how Ecuador is being caught in between Colombia and Peru. And there are a thousand, yeah. a thousand things that go into that, but we're not at the coast. We're not taking anybody to the coast. No, We're not in any of those things. And we're going to take, we're going to be as safe and as cautious and as careful as possible. Mm-hmm. Cause we, I don't, I don't want that responsibility on me. I don't like, no, I mean, I really, no, I really like all the people that come to work with us, and I don't want anything to happen to them. So like professionally and personally, all of that to say so many reasons um, why we're always going to become 100% honest and say, come now or don't come now. Um, but how that segues into ministry, what we saw during COVID, and a lot of what keto feels like right now just feels like COVID times, except mm-hmm. you're actually allowed to leave your house, which is... Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's
1: so great. It's a huge relief.
0: But as we um, continue to develop our partners, our ongoing partners and new partners, both of those things, um, we are... <laughs> I'm sorry, maybe it sounds like thunder in the background. As we are... Uh, sorry, there's a big, big, big knock on the door. Um, as we are walking with our current partners... We want them to know that they're still valuable and that we still love them and we still want to walk with them no matter what is happening in the world. And we're also very actively um, moving towards uh, developing new partnerships because we have the ability to support even more students. And because of the amazing people that are listening to this podcast and the amazing work that Equals H is doing around the world, and more people are becoming um, aware of what's going on and want to be a part of it, and that allows us to, to develop new ministry sites. So, Jorgito tell us real quick kind of about that process of developing new ministry sites.
1: Well, in order to be able to open new ministry sites, we also have to make sure that we are actually helping the ones that we already have. Why? Because we want to make sure that we are bringing everybody to the same um, boat, knowing what is the structure and what we are, what are the expectations that we have and what are the expectations that they should have about us. So in order to do that, we have to recognize what is each community. Again, kind of like looking around and looking back and understanding we have all these ministry sets right now and this is what they have how they have grown and this is what they have done in order to grow. Mm-hmm. And then it's, of, of course, there's many different communities that we don't even know that they exist and that they need support. So I think it is just as easy as just popping your head out of the window and there's people raising their hands saying like, hey, I'm here, please, please come help us. Right, And
0: which is really amazing because there are all sorts of churches and ministries that already exist mm-hmm. because we're not trying to re- reinvent the wheel. We are just no. trying to remove the obstacles that would keep a young person from an education. And just because a church exists doesn't mean that they have the resources, even $10 a month for five kids to help them get their uniforms or their supplies or whatever yeah. whatever it is. And we look for those um, already established places that have leadership, that have vision, that we have some sort of relationship or connection to, and... and walk that road with them, how to get to know them, how to get to know them um, on a heart level and a spiritual level, because we have ministry sites that span the spectrum of theology.
1: Because <laughs> you don't
0: have to agree with any one part of our theology. We just all want to be Jesus-focused. Yeah. And how whatever flavor you are, let's move that forward and remove the obstacles that are keeping kids from being in school. And
1: we look for the common ground. Mm-hmm. And one of the common grounds that we have found is that, as you're saying, Cameron, some families don't have even the basics. But there's some churches that sometimes they don't even have what they need in order to continue existing as a church. And they cannot help their people that don't have anything you know, a warm plate of food to mm-hmm. take every... Yeah, you can't,
0: you, you, you can't pay a pastor's salary from mm-hmm. desperate and difficult incomes.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely not. So what we do is kind of identifying these communities and understanding with where they are. Again, as equals age, something that is important, and at least to me that I'm in charge of that, what is important to me is to be able to recognize what are the true needs of each community not creating or inventing them. Because mm-hmm. I, as an outsider, can can come and say, oh, Cristo Liberador, you actually need this. And this is what I think that you should be doing, and this is how I think you should do it. That's not how we want to work with them. As you say, Cameron, we are not the, the only ones that are doing the ministry or or God's work here in Ecuador. Mm-hmm. There's many people. There's many different opportunities. Though the thing that actually makes us different is that we want to make sure that we trust who we are helping, that we understand where they are. And we just push them to the front to do what they can do and what they feel that they need to do. Mm -hmm. We don't come and we don't tell them what is what we are seeing that they need.
0: And, And that's why we would never walk into a situation and just offer the scholarship program like they would need to apply for that. Um, and walk that process of here is an application and we're going to do some, some site visits and get to know you and create that relationship. And maybe we're going to bring in another partner that's already mm-hmm. doing it um, and kind of do some life together because we know that money can do more harm than good mm-hmm. if we're not careful. But money is an incredible resource that can really bless and change the trajectory of someone's life, even a micro scholarship. Right, because obviously, always we're going to do the micro scholarships. We're never going to yes. come in and pay the, the pastor's salary. Like um, that yeah. was, I was just understanding what you were saying earlier. But like w- everything is education based, and if the community sees that this is a need, then we want to walk with them.
1: And that's when we look for the common grounds. We, there are some communities that may they know, like we would do micro scholarships. And all what they do, what they need is just the money for the the school, you know, just money for academic expenses for their students. Um, And there are others that that say, you know, like, we need this, but we also don't know how to guide our students or how to guide these families. So that's when we can actually do more of the church development. And we do that because we we don't want to hand out the money to all the families and all the kids and say, off you go. That's what you need. That's what you have. And that's it. We want to make sure that we are creating a preventative system, network Mm -hmm. around them that can help them to grow in the best way possible. And the best way possible of growing is not only academically, it's not only knowledge, it's also in the soft skills, it's Mm -hmm. also in your spirit, it's also in relationships. And we understand, at least in our lives and in our focus of ministry, that the best way of doing it truly is through ministry sites, through churches, that can share the common grounds with us, and that can let us to be part of their communities. So once we identify these communities, we give them a form, and they have to create and imagine what would uh, what uh, an a Equals H scholarship program, how would that look like in their communities? And, of course, tell us what are the needs that they feel that they can fill out with with the scholarships that we send, you know, Mm -hmm. with the finance support, but also tell us how they want us to walk alongside them. Mm -hmm. They can tell us, you know, this is all what we need, again, just academic expenses. But most of them, what they say is like, we want you guys with us. Mm -hmm. How can you help my youth? How can you help our families? Um, And that's what we try to do when we bring new ministry sites to the program. And that's with teams
0: and interns. All that we do with equal absolutely, And 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 all the big pieces of the training that we Mm -hmm. can offer the church, as well as micro scholarships to remove the obstacles to education. Which is
1: also part of the education, right? Mm-hmm. It's The Education Equals Hope program is not only based on giving you money for the expenses that you need to cover. It's making you understand that the knowledge that we have, it's limited, but the knowledge that we can get to have is unlimited. Mm-hmm. So that's where we pop into the communities and we try to figure out things together. Because it is also not like, we know it all, just come to us. It's, mm-hmm. and, and you know, Cameron, sometimes we have look at each other and like, okay, what do we do now with this situation? Uh, but thank God we are just so um, covered and supported by many others that whatever happens with our ministry sites, there's always um, an answer from God. Mm-hmm. And there's always a way for us to just be with them and truly help them grow as we grow with them as well. Mm-hmm. So the, a little bit of what we do with the, with, of the process and new ministry sites is just receiving the form creating uh, the relationship, getting to know them and for them to get to know us, who we are, what is equals age, what are uh, what are our expectations, what is youth world and what is like the brand, um, the huge grant network of opportunities that they can have once they're part of us. And then what we do is just start in creating, you know, the program and how that would look like in each ministry
0: site. And that's a, a lot of being and doing life together, mm-hmm. church services and lunches and just relation, but building that relational collateral of how do, how do we grow and how do we trust each other? And it
1: all starts with orientations and trainings and first conversations, mm-hmm. since how to cook for teams uh, to how to prepare a Bible study for youth. You know, mm-hmm. it's it, it includes everything. So All of the above. that's what we do.
0: And how to run your own program for students in desperate and difficult places. Absolutely. So um, that's a, a little bit of information about who we are and what we do. Um, Thank you for your prayers for the country of Ecuador. We uh, ask for you to please continue to keep us in your prayers. We hope that when this drops on the 29th of January, that we would have the exact same conversation and feel um, really positive and good about what's happening, even in the midst of um, some uncertainty. So thanks for being with us. If you'd like to support the student of an education, and pretty much every student now in Ecuador is in a difficult situation, please go to equals H, uh, education equals hope.com and find the Donate Now or the Help Now button. Um, You can also scroll up to the different countries uh, where we work and you can choose Ecuador and there's a Donate button there now. So thanks for being with us and we hope to see you again soon.
1: Thank you so much. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks for listening to our HopeCast. If you want to join the mission or know more about it, please visit our webpage www.educationequalshope.org or check our YouTube channel and Instagram with the same name.